Citizen Podcast, sponsored by the Read Organization. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by my co-hosts. He's super absorbent, but doesn't always absorb your questions, Mr. Chekhov. Say hello, Chekhov. Hello, everyone. And of course, who could forget our logistically inclined friend, Seagard Olsen. Say hello, Seagard. Hello. Uh, Tonight we have a guest um, pulled from the ranks of Reed. Uh, Thanks for joining us on the show tonight, Zeke. It's great to have you. Good to be here. Thanks for accommodating me. Of course. Um, So for all of our listeners out there, Zeke, who may not know anything about you, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I am a, a, a Marine turned stay at home dad, but regarding Star Citizen, I, I backed in 2014. Um, I just love it. Um, I've got a Lego Corsair build in progress that oh, I do nice. with my son sometimes. Um, I actually attended Citizen Con in 2018. Loved it because I'm from there. I'm from Austin. Oh, amazing. Uh, I, don't, I don't live there anymore, though. <laughs> Texas is a silly place. <laughs> but, we, um, we, we didn't say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the lore is just one of my, my loves. It, it, it's, I adore the lore of the game, and everything Dave Haddock has written is just brilliant. Um, and I honestly, I don't think I've missed a single episode of ATV or ISC um, since before i backed even oh wow. um, i just I, I try to keep up with it on a weekly basis you know it's not too hard for me to tune in just at work back then whenever before i was a stay-at-home dad and now that i am a stay-at-home dad i just you know can pop in an earbud and my son's just playing with me and i got all the time in the world <laughs> awesome <laughs> just that's to listen great. in that's awesome um for those who don't know, ATV was the precursor to Inside Star Citizen. Uh, yes. It stood for Around the Verse. Um, it was much longer show. Like sometimes it'd be over an hour. But um, I think the change to the content was really in relationship to how long the devs were putting in in terms of time towards content, including Chris Roberts. Um, I'm sure there's other reasons too. But uh, yeah, so uh, a couple things. First and foremost, happy belated birthday, Seagard. Oh, happy belated you. birthday. Yeah. Um, we're also another celebrating another. What's that? Another, another year, year older. older. <laughs> yep. That's that's what they do. It, I'd managed not to die this year. That's how I figured <laughs> out my birthday now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we all should be pleased with that this year or this past yeah. year. Um, we also have another read birthday, uh, you know, Fellow member, podcast guest, and listener, Canuck2099. Happy birthday. Mm. Happy birthday to Canuck. He wanted to join us tonight, and I was like, well, sorry, we we, we already promised the slot. He's like, I guess I'll hang out with my family. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, uh, you know, as we typically start, I'm curious to know, uh, what's everybody been up to in the verse? Zake, what have you been doing this past week in the verse? Um, well, this past week, I, I actually had a medical procedure, so I've been kind of thrown off my game, and I've just been chilling. But the previous week, um, I did a lot of bounties um, just because I've been grinding away to get a carrot in game. I'm at, what am I at now? I'm at 7.1 million. Nice. So twenty well, million getting, to go. <laughs> twenty million to go. Wow. Well, in a will, yeah, was it twenty-seven in the game? I think it's like right under twenty-seven. I think. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get to keep our money and. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I I think we will with the with the whole reputation thing coming. 
I don't know. I don't feel like we will. Well, there is going to be a reputation Oops. wipe. I just hit you. Yeah. Oh, look at you, Chekhov. I know. He's bumping so in the they again. can't see us in a podcast. Where are you heading? Headed to my Carrick. Oh, okay, of course. Oh, I'm Where on else Everest. You heading, but your if you want to throw me an invite again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so, Seagard, what have you been up to? You know, I... Uh, we mentioned last week we had that town hall and uh, we had wanted to put together some calendars. Uh, so I've been looking at the, not just picking the days, right? I mean, that that's easy. Exploration Monday, Mining Tuesday, that stuff's easy. But actually coming up with some reasonable challenges that people could do alone or in a group um, as an alternative and some things to point out in the game that maybe they haven't done in the past they might want to try. If they're just looking for something to do for free play. Um, mm. And then the third part of that, which is actually the hardest part, which is it's always this way, is that uh, how to represent that in Discord, right? How do you, you don't want to have an event for all of these things. You want a calendar, but there doesn't really appear to be a way to build a calendar view in Discord. So I've been looking at um, how to best do that for the org. Uh, if that makes cool. sense. Yeah. Uh, what is the free flight? What free flight? No, it's oh, free. I, oh, it's oh, free play is what I'm saying. So oh, if you're, oh, sorry. If you're coming you. in, if you want, let's say you're a, let's say you're a miner, an engineer, you want to mine. And we know we always have mine Tuesday as mining Tuesday. Well, that would be the day you would try to get on if you really wanted to mine. doesn't mean you can't mine any other time, but you're more likely to find people that are mining. Uh, right. So, uh, but I did just post a short example of a mission. I'd taken some input for some guys and uh, just mm-hmm. put out a thing that says, um, you know, take 10,000 or 10,000 AUEC, take one ship, either single player or multiplayer, doesn't matter how big or small, and visit all of the Cruel sp- um, stations. Uh, buying and selling on the way to see how much you could make by the end. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you can yeah. deviate. You can always deviate. You can go from two to one to three, but you, you must end up on five at the end. And you could also go from Cruel 1 to Cruel 2 over to, you know, Arc L3 if you find a better deal. Um, uh, so it's kind of a time and trade-off thing, uh, but you have to hit all five. Of the cruel of the cruel systems, so yeah. From what I understand, in, in three thirteen, the box missions are going to be pretty lucrative if they fix the bug. I mean, there's a little bug that uh, if you have a ship that has a lift gate, it's still for the box falls through. But oh if they yeah. Fix that, yeah, it could be a pretty lucrative. Like I know that some of the missions are paying thirty k, meaning thirty thousand. Uh, right. Get which one. <laughs> I forget which one, but a box is going to be close to that uh, if they fix those bugs. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> 30K, 30,000. Mm. Chekhov is yeah, so yeah. superstitious of his 30Ks. Very, very um, What about you, Chekhov? What have you been up to? Uh, actually, doing also so a lot of bounties. Lately, it's just been bounties, not mining, really, because we're sort of trying to hone our skills uh, to be not, not an aggressive uh Forest, but sort of hone on defensive skills. Uh, but also, we had a great event on Saturday. It was a fun event uh, that Nupkins organized, but of course, went side, sideways as most of them do, <laughs> you know, unexpectedly end up in jail. Uh, yeah. But that's a different story. Me, me and uh, Chekhov ended up in jail. Really <laughs> well organized event. Nice. Yeah. That was due to, due to uh, flying skills, rather, I think, right? Uh, well, n- not not my flying skills, but someone else's flying skills. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> any, any, any statements that start with, I think I'm going to go over here and see if I can bump that ship, that's usually yeah, a bad yeah. start. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let me bump. Yeah. And, and I think Nick was trying to fix <clears throat> position um, or some, some something like that. Uh, um. I myself didn't really 
Oh, my cats have started their harassment campaign early today. Mm-hmm. Um, Did they submit a question? They didn't know. They don't know how to do that quite yet. Oh, okay. Perhaps when they rule the world. Um, I haven't really done much because I went home for Easter to see my family. So, yeah, but hopefully uh, we'll be doing more. Uh, So uh, this past week was interesting. Maybe not the most content rich um, of all the weeks. We had a we have a hiatus for Inside Star Citizen, so we didn't get to see that. That that usually pauses three weeks for patches. Um, But we did get a calling all devs about refueling and repair and quite frankly refueling repair and salvage because they uh treated salvage and repair as as inverse or sort of polar opposites of one another so they they mentioned you know the over overall design goal um is complete and they're now working on ui concepts for how refueling will work um the, the new system will involve uh, making decisions like how much goes into different tanks. They also talked about keeping pressure, uh, managing pressure within tanks. And you may actually choose not to overfill to fill your tank all the way because it might be dangerous. Um, they mentioned refueling being pretty critical to pyro because there's not going to be, you know, a bunch of R and R scattered all over the place since it will be a dangerous system to be in. Um, and we'll likely use uh, some of the, the things that have been built in the docking system to connect the Starfarer to whatever ship needs um, refueling. There'll be sort of a trading system and app associated with it. Um, they said it'll take time to refuel and that it's very possible that a rookie can ha- easily mess up the fueling process. Uh, and then they talked about, you know, salvage and repair. And how initially at the start, it'll pretty much be like hole scraping and, um, you know, removing, um, you know, removing the actual hole as well as then being able to conversely take that um, collected material and apply it to a damaged hole to patch it up. Um, you could also just buy repair material um, versus having to collect it. Um you know, and they they did say, which I thought was cool, is that the ship will clearly look like it's been patched up versus being the same texture and looking perfect. Um, and that, you know, while they're going to be inverses of each other right now, that's just the initial release will likely be that way. And they'll further flesh out the different systems. But um, all in all, pretty interesting episode. Uh, Zake, did you happen to catch Calling All Devs last week? I did. Um, what did yeah. you think? I think that the refueling aspect is really cool especially when pyro's in because i think stanton is fairly small compared to pyro um i I think it's like it more than three times bigger than stanton so if people think that the microtech to crusader journey is long now wait till they see pyro open up you know (laughs) Yeah, and there's imagine. there's way bigger systems to come even i think there's a i think stanton's 5 au in size and diameter and then pyro is three times as big and then there's even some that are 300 au across there's not many oh, wow. but i think that that's going to be awesome having the option to eventually not in 313 to eventually contract someone to come refuel you because you're stuck (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah everything was so early that they talked about um but i'm excited to see it come to fruition because they haven't they haven't uh delivered anything that hasn't been like up to their standards yet you know i I fully expect it to be pretty pretty cool to play with the repairing aspect should should be uh pretty awesome seeing like your your hole all patched up throughout the sides unpainted because you splattered some some goo on there as they described yeah exactly i mean that's that's not the finalized version they said that's just kind of what they're leaning towards but it should be cool regardless yeah definitely and it sounds like it sounds like they're in the process now of scheduling all of that you know on the back end or on the roadmap eventually 
Um, Sigurd, what'd you think? I thought it was pretty good. Um, uh, you know, I'm a little leery about one aspect of it. I like the idea of able to be able to seal the um, the ship itself, like it has a hole in it, and you can seal it so you can uh, refill it with oxygen and things like that. But I I don't want it to just to be a spray on effect where you can just repair a uh, electrical system by spraying some junk on it right i mean oh yeah i i don't think that's what it's gonna be but i i see where you're coming from there yeah uh you know i definitely would like to see you know some mechanism that's different for uh basically sealing it to make it space worthy yeah i like that idea a lot i think that's fine um uh, but i think the electrical repair and things like that require a different system uh, yeah. But it's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah, exactly. I I think I think it's going to be more of um more of the hull that they're referencing, and that's the first version of it. Um, what about you, Chekhov? Did you get a chance to check out the episode? Um, I saw some of it, but I also saw mythologist, and I think another video that was kind of. Uh, sort of giving their thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. I don't see uh, in this patch a lot of functionality, but it's a, definitely a first step. Yeah. I, I, and they they also, I mean, I get the sense that now it's within a, about a year or so out from us seeing it, maybe less, because um, we don't know when Pyro is going to be scheduled yet. Um, it could be this year, could be next year. Probably next year, let's face it. Um, probably this same patch next year is my guess, but who knows because we should have had Crusader three times already. So, <laughs> um, so you know, let's just assume that it could be pushed back. But they seem so far along that I, I think the only thing holding it back would be if if um, persistence and, um, you know, server meshing weren't as far along as they needed to be. Um yeah, I thought it was cool too. I I do I am sad for the people who were excited that you know initially the Starfarer was supposed to refine um fuel or at least collect it from my recollection. Um but you know, it seems like it'll be useful. I didn't I don't know that I heard them say that it would not. Did I miss that? They didn't definitively, but I think a lot of people took away from the comment that you take your Starfarer and go pick up fuel as a as an indicator that that means that they're not going to be doing that. Who knows? Because he was really talking about the initial version of fueling. Right. right. Refueling. So we don't know. Um, yeah, so that was a, that was a good episode. Uh, also in... Uh, other news this week, uh, 3.13 is in wider PTU, so or Wave 1, I guess I should say. Um, ha- has anyone gotten a chance to play it? Zeke? I am actually Wave 2, which used oh, okay. to be Wave 1 because before they did the whole concierge subscriber thing. Um, and Wave 2 is people who have played the PTU in previous patches. So I do not have access yet. Oh, no. Well, but I'm excited okay. to, to get it. <laughs> it's okay. Um, what about you, Seaguard? I deliberately have not played it. I, you know, even though I'm a concierge and subscriber, I, um, I prefer to have the surprise. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't play. Okay. Um, check off. You're not wave one, right? I'm not way one, but typically I'm like Sigurd. I, I I wait till it goes live. I don't yeah. want to have. Hey, I love the surprise element and want them to fix all the bugs and all. So, yeah, I um, I am wave one. I would say my early impression of the patch so far is a little, um, only from the standpoint of it was very choppy. Um, so I'm hoping they correct that a little bit rumor has it that the thing that was causing a lot of the choppiness was actually the um 
the trolleys. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Um, so hopefully, who knows? But I did get a chance to test out the Merlin docking and undocking. It was kind of cool. Was it? So, from my tests, at least the if you use the auto dock feature, it's awesome. Um, but when I was trying to do it manually, it didn't really work very well. Um, yeah, that's exactly what my pathologist said. That the the it's it's very challenging to do it manually. I I think it has more to do with like desync or something like that because when I tried to do it, it it looked like I was perfectly aligned, and all of a sudden, the Merlin just bounced off the Connie. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so I had to auto dock it anyway. Um, the interface is in, relatively intuitive. I think it could be cleaned up a little bit. It, it looks simplistic, and it is, but you sort of don't necessarily know. It doesn't describe the phenomena if you were a new player. And so I think they need more of like a guidance system with it. I don't know. It, it just seems it, it, it's version one yeah, <laughs> or tier uh, zero, you know, um, but it'll, it'll do its job pretty well. Um, but I can see why they're, they're not releasing station uh, ship to station docking right away. Now, uh, Zake, what's, what, what's got you most excited about 313 based on what you've heard? I mean, honestly, the the caves, like every aspect of the new caves, being able to fly into them, being able to drive into them, being able to mine in them, and just being in the caves. Like, I love just hanging out in the caves currently, even. I don't know. Yeah. Some people don't, don't really enjoy that because they're claustrophobic or it's just too dark and creepy. But I just, I don't know. I just love spelunking. Even in real I mean, life. The new I mean, caves look awesome. Me and the wife go caving all the time anywhere we go. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, the most lucrative missions, like the ones that are paying 30000 plus, are going to be centered around caves. So they're definitely encouraging some uh, play around that. We know how much Chekhov loves his 30000 or more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plus, I love spending time in caves also. I think it's it's great. <laughs> yeah. The cave dweller. <laughs> um, what what about you, Seaguard? What are you most excited about? I know we've, we talk about it all the time, but has anything changed? Well, I'm definitely um, excited about cave. Um, certainly, I was – I like the docking aspect. Um I'm getting more excited about the uh, the caves, and I mm-hmm. partly because I saw an option there where I saw a guy squeaking a constellation down on one of the videos into one of the holes. But I realized a ship like the Durer would just pop right into there. Right, someone got um, a Carrick in there too. Yeah, <laughs> Carrick plus another ship, a, a handful of other ships, I believe. That was morphologist, yeah. wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Wow. Um, what about you, Mister Chekhov? Uh, what was the question again? We kind of went off on three thirteen. Excited yeah. by? Oh well, there's there are many many things to be excited by. Uh, obviously, it's the it's the cave and the combination of what it brings. You know, you have missions. You can be in them in uh, ships and vehicles. There could be FPS missions, sniper missions. Uh, who knows what will come, but not out of the gate, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there'll be uh, more and more and more. Uh, but you should also ask me what I'm least excited about is the what most useless, the, the most, uh, in my view, and so is someone else's, the most useless vehicle released today. The, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I actually am pretty excited about it. What is the point? What is the point? Uh, for me, uh, I think the actual point is that a single player can extend their surface play um, quite a long time now due to the fact that they are an enclosed vehicle and that vehicle can actually cover quite a bit of ground rapidly. Uh, uh, not, and uh, it's not, not more rapidly than it was. There's no way you're going to find... It'll take forever to find in a vehicle mineables. You could but, be in the same suit uh, uh, basically forever now 
in the rock that I'm in. I, I'm for hours. I'm, I'm I'll, I'll tired. I'll be tired physically. Then I, then I'll uh, uh, become too hot in Pembroke right now. So yeah, practice, see, I, I plan on getting one. I really do. If nothing else, I'd just be just to say that my rock is longer than your rock. Well, yeah, that that, that would be a reason. But otherwise, there's there is nothing else. So, uh, and uh, the rumor was that it's now that was a huge benefit that you can actually break up larger rocks. But according to mythologists, that's not the case. No, so it should be the same size. Regarding regarding the dual seater, um, you got to also remember that they're planning this game ahead of time for stuff that we that may not be finalized yet. And in my opinion. Mining is going to change significantly, uh, and I'm just taking this from Dan Truffin's um, comments, one of the developers who's the lead systems designer, I think. Um, the If you look at the mining design document from years ago, like 2013, I know it's really old. I just read um, the other day. <laughs> if, if you look at it, the Orion has many different stations and one of those stations is a scanner station and it can deploy little sensors around the asteroid and kind of monitor it for gas pockets or um, I guess pressure is what they're eventually wanting to go for. I don't know if that's going to, you know, come into the rock mining, but you never know. Like you could have that driver's seat doing some kind of scanning stuff while the outside guy, um, is actually doing the, the lasering. But um, I know that the big hubbub is why is it an unenclosed seat on the outside? <laughs> I mean, that's that's just what Star Citizen is clearly already designing around. They're going for risk versus efficiency. And I'm not kind of, I'm not really questioning that. I'm just kind of so, thinking uh, outside of the box of what they could do with multiple stations. Thinking outside of the rock? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So you're absolutely right. The, 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 the question, again, it's how uh, you pose the question, or, or I should say, what is the true question? What am I excited about in 313? Or what am I excited about in Star Citizen as a whole of things to come? Am I excited about the potential of mining and what this vehicle may bring to the future? Absolutely. But not what, is, what it's bringing in 313. It's, yeah. 313 is bringing absolutely nothing. I so, it's, and I'm always about that. Like whenever we look at things, oh, this ship has so many components, and you could, yeah, that's all great. But what are you going to do for me today, kind of thing, right? So, yeah, the two, there's sort of a, it's, this is a, you know, you have to look at a different context. You know, yes, what is, what is the feature set that we could use today in a game, and then what is what is it to come? Like, you know, we, we talked about the economy and every time there's a glimpse of, uh, you know, uh, something towards dynamic economy, oh my God, that's very exciting because we know what's to come, a reputation. But when we talk about like what's happening in this patch and physically what we could do with it, yeah, it's a different answer, so to say. I yeah. agree. Um, so I have a, a strangely, I would say a surprising uh, thing that I really like coming into 313 that I don't really, you, it doesn't really impact me technically, but you know, it gets me thinking about the future and that's actually the, the update to the Gladius, which Ooh, very good looking. Shit. Yeah. And not only is it just good looking, but the fact that they added all those different cabinets on the, on the vessel so that you have, there was a cubby for um, personal storage. They had all the different components. They had um, a fuel intake, or not fuel intake, a place to ref where you'd refuel, which makes me go, hmm, wow, they're really plotting this out in advance. Um, you know, There's and using one, that as though. a test bed. Hmm? Is it is it going to use the same one for quantum and hydrogen? It, it looked like it, yeah, the same port. Yeah. I guess it wouldn't be too hard to just have a nozzle that puts it in a different little yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that that I thought was really interesting, and I was going to say the Rock DS was a little, you know, a little unusual, but I agree with you, Zake. There, there, there may be a broader purpose for it that we don't know about yet. 
They may even be working on different types of mineables. Who knows? Um, so this week we won't, we won't be seeing an ISC. Um, but we will be getting an updated roadmap with a lot of new updates because they're adding a bunch of different work streams, um, as well as new features to the actual roadmap itself. So, uh, Chekhov should have a pretty lengthy feature next week uh, talking about the roadmap updates. And then um, on Star Citizen Live, it's actually a Q&A with Todd Pappy and Richard Tyrer about 3.13. Um, the number one asked question is, what was the logic behind the Rock DS? So, <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, so we'll get to, we'll get to hear from them. Maybe we'll find out. Um, but don't forget to go upvote those questions on uh, Spectrum or add any question that you might have for, for Friday's episode because, um, you know, sometimes people don't add enough questions. Just follow the rules, huh? Because yep. if not, they they'll, we'll have another episode where they ask like four questions in the last 15 minutes. Right. And, and again, not to be the dead horse or the dead rock, I should say. <laughs> uh, the, uh, you know, if you look at your priorities... And there are many to work on, right, today in Star Citizen. Again, I question, okay, so you put so many resources to release this thing now, where I question whether they could have been spent somewhere else. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my thought on this thing. kind of feel like they did it in line with cave entrances for some reason. Well, right, okay, but if, if, it was a, if it was a practical vehicle that can be used in cave. I'm perfectly fine with my regular rock in the cave. Yeah. I mean, that's what most people are saying is a majority of the ships that can actually carry the rock DS. Cause not, you know, you can't carry it in the ships that you're used to because of the extra, the two extra wheels and it's wider, you know, for that, you can actually just have two rocks mining. Um, I would say the main difference might be that, you know, it's going to take the same amount of time, but one person could technically use, the DS, you know, you, you drive around and then you go get in the seat. I, I would hate doing that because it's so much easier to just do it in the regular rock, but I guess we'll see. I mean, you're right. Maybe cave has some merits to it because if you can get to certain uh, minerals within a short distance without flip flopping the seat, it's sort of like, uh, the, the mall idea, but you know, we know that that's another vehicle that's, grossly underutilizing the game probably right and i actually use the mole more often than i use my prospector i have an orion so i have both of them as a loner right and so i will bring the mole out more often just because it holds three times as much and that's the only reason i bring it and i deal with the fact that i have to get out go down the ladder get in the seat get out of the seat, go up the ladder, get back in the pilot seat every time I get to rock. But it, it's, it's, it works because I end up making more in one trip, even though I might be zipping around faster in the prospector. Most of the time I'm on with a coffee crew anyway. So somebody has a prospector and somebody also has a, a cutlass that is flying around with a rock, most likely. Mm, yeah. Um. I do think they'll start to tweak things like values to, to make it more like, let's face it. The moles value isn't going to be as an individual player ship term. You know, I think yeah. it'll be much more around, Hey, we need more than one laser to crack some of these. Um, you know, because I, I don't, I just think they don't have the variety of minerals and resources and sizes yet in the game. I was hoping that we would see that in 313, but who knows? I did uh, have an idea about the mole. You know, it's value when you read the the story about it and it's right up. Um, it discusses its ability to use, la- you know, the lasers as support lasers for the main laser or even operate independently. But traditionally talk about support lasers. And now with each of the lasers being able to have multiple um what do you call it? consumables? And with modules, you could technically have a very, very safe and powerful mining ship um, that'll just outperform a um, a prospector. 
I agree. The subcomponents alone are going to be really interesting. That, exactly. That is the thing for me. I was, because I am a big fan of the mole, because I also have an Orion. <clears throat> um, and I do think it's going to be, I think it's going to, it's supposed to be more effective than a, um, I, I can't understand why it wouldn't be more effective. Um, it's a bigger piece of equipment. It's a more expensive piece of equipment. Mm. Um, industry just doesn't produce junk that's not that good. Uh, you know, I, I just I just think traditionally in real life that is how it works. So I have a lot of hope for Mole in this next update. I do too, but I also will reserve that hope for I, – I know that even this next update isn't going to be the answer to everything. Um, you know, they may, it may not be what we are looking for immediately, but it, uh, it'll be eventually in my mind. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So does anyone know what time it is? Science. It is. Wow. That came quickly. Science. (laughs) Do we have our music back? It's time for science. said I like to play the whole thing now. (laughs) All right. So um, for those who don't know, For Science is our segment about what we did in the past week, or in Zake's case, two weeks, um, in the name of science. Zake, did you do anything in the name of science in the past few weeks? I did. Um, I posted screenshots without any explanation on the <laughs> actually, so I guess I'll explain it now. Um, me and Homington and Fish, I think, got on um, with us. Yeah, it was just me, Homington, and Fish. We all got a uh, MSR and a Cutlass, and we decided to see if ground vehicles would without thrusters so we weren't using a dragonfly or a nox we were using ptvs and cyclones mainly i think we had an ursa at one point but we're seeing if they would hold momentum and if we could catch them with uh, after going out into eva into space i guess it's not eva technically since it is a vehicle but uh they they don't hold their momentum if you are sitting in the seat for some reason. So currently, in the current physics of the game, um, you'll start flailing around wildly if you stay in the seat. But if you do hop out of the seat as soon as you start to float in space in the vehicle, then it will just keep going. And we actually were uncoupled floating around it in a cutlass at one point, and... Um, I think the gray cat PTV was on fire for most of it as, as per the usual, (laughs) Uh, but it was, it was fun just seeing if we could catch them and we, we did catch them a few times and it reacted as we expected it to. But the thing that didn't react as we expected was just the whole flailing around if you stayed in the seat. So there's clearly some physics stuff that they need to hammer out, but I've actually never done that before. So we were like, let's try this. (laughs) Yeah, I recall seeing those pictures um, as well. Now that now that you mention it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, what about you, Mister Seaguard? Anything in the name of science? Um, that's, uh, not so much this week. I did go in and play again with the internal comms. Um, uh, again, I tried to record a video today about that and forgot to catch, capture my voice. That was a wasted 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't do it. Yeah, so I, I did a little bit of that. You know, tried, it, tried the um, channels with and without a uniform on, with and without a helmet on, in a hallway, in a, in a, in a building, or in a, in a station, on a ship, with and without a helmet on, um, things like that. And, uh, you know, everything seems to be working okay. And this is just a 3.12. Um, I guess I was uh, one thing I'm a little disappointed in. There's not more effect. Putting on a helmet doesn't necessarily sound any different to the outs from the listening to outside noises 
than it does with the helmet off, right? They yeah. sound very similar. And I think that's, you know, just listening, right? I would have thought it would have been a little bit more muffled in the outside. Um, yeah. Without the helmet on, but other well, the than helmet, that, not too much. The helmet is supposed to, um, supposedly the in-game lore of that is, even though it is, it would be, muffled the helmet is actually replicating the sound from outside inside gotcha supposedly same with 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 outside of your ship we are not supposed to hear all those sounds but we do because it's it's um mimicking the sounds it's simulated yeah got it simulation um and obviously that's just really mostly to help create some level of depth and interest besides you know, no sound at all. Right. Um, what about you, Chekhov? What'd you do besides bounty hunting? Uh, actually, this was bounty. Uh, well, not really bounty related. Uh, this was, I wasn't really trying to figure anything out, but it happened to uh, during our event. So we all got bored, and I uh, was on my buccaneer uh, in, in atmosphere. And I always had a theory that it's a, very capable ship. Well, we know it's a capable ship in space, but in atmosphere, we never really tried it. So we just did it for fun with one of our org members that had a, uh, a skirmish. And one thing I have to say that beyond my expectations, Buccaneer was incredibly capable in atmosphere, even a, a lot more so than in space. It is a killer. I mean, I was I just got tired of uh, basically evading and I and I didn't even take a shot all I was doing is I was trying to get killed so because I needed to kind of die to go to prison and they were just chasing me and they were very experienced players they did not even touch me meaning wow. I did not even take one shot you know in atmosphere could not touch me look so, at you check off you just and, it's not really me. It's not my skill. It's just, it's a great, great ship. You're like, I am invincible. Yep. It's <laughs> like, more like Boris. Stop. Yeah. And uh, I let him shoot me down with a sniper rifle. <laughs> I guess more like Boris Krishenko from James Bond. I am invincible. <laughs> if you've seen that from GoldenEye. Well, um, I did not do anything in the name of science with the exception of testing 313, which was iffy, and I didn't feel like doing it anymore. Um, I got really tired last night. I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's too much, too much hassle for me. I'll wait till they go wider in the PTU when they iron out. What's weird, or I guess what's kind of interesting is we've had we've had the wave one since the first, so we're now at the sixth of the month, and um, they haven't had a single release since they went wave one. So I'm like, I'm anticipating a pretty big fix you know, when they, when they release a patch, but when is that going to happen? Normally they're releasing two, three patches in that same amount of time, not nothing. So yeah, they must've run into something that they need to work on before they work on anything else. Yeah, or they they recognized it with the wider release or something. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Fingers crossed. Hopefully, we can get the release soon. Because I mean, I I want it to be polished. So you know, let's hope it, they polish it and release things. Um. Anyway, that brings us up to question time. So, um, we we didn't get many questions this week, but there's some pretty good ones. Um. First set come from Discord. Uh, Quadronim, uh, or he sort of posits, I guess he doesn't ask. He said, more of an idea versus a question, but wanted to discuss various med beds from the Cuddy Red or Apollo or Carrick. I think each is a step up. Today, they behave the same. And you've mentioned in the past, maybe the Red only recovers you 50 or 75%. Um, and I actually love that idea. I'd further say maybe the red recovers as low as 20 to 30% with the idea just to recover you enough to get you back to the hospital. So you wouldn't be able to return to the fight, 
um, I take it further, and in a battle, I hope when you die, you can't respawn immediately. Instead, you lay there long enough for an org mate to drag you back to the bed and revive you from 0 to 30. So, if you're wounded, incapacitated, but not dead, then a medic can maybe give you an injection in the field, but if you fall low enough in health, no injection is enough, they must drag you to the bed. If you're playing solo, then you can respawn after an acceptable period. And a med pen should only ever revive you a small percentage so you don't die, but not back to 100% health. So I guess, you know, Zake, um, any thoughts on what, what Quadranim says? Um, I mean, with the whole different bed tiers, I know that things like the Apollo, um, I don't think that's going to allow for spawning even. Um, I think it's only the larger ships like the Endeavor hospital module and, um, definitely not the Carrick rate 90 cause those are small little medical beds. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as I've heard, I think that the, cause it, it's all still very early and they're, they're going to be, um, adapting it to whatever they see fits best within the, the verse whenever they get it into the game. Um, they definitely are leaning towards the red just being the, the, the tier three bed because tier one is the best in this scenario, um, as all things are in the military backwards. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. It's just interesting to think about eventually having to worry about your character dying and then getting picked up from your crash or whatever derelict ship you happen to perish on uh, perish in this case would be you know your your lives that you have that they've mm-hmm. detailed in the death of a spaceman stuff and then going to be healed somewhere. And they talk about that in the Apollo Q&A too, like the downtimes. They're, they're, they're looking into like what those downtimes look like for players. Like if there's some kind of interaction that is going to be required during that time to stabilize the patient or to maybe like continuously do some sort of mini game as the doctor. And I know everyone talks about the auto doc um, feature that they're wanting to have, but I don't... I don't really know if the auto dock is going to be a major, um, a major thing in the medical um, profession because they're going to have NPCs if there's no players available um, to come pick you up and maybe fix you up. Um, it would be cool to have an auto dock kind of situation, but like I said, it's just so early to tell what they're actually going to do. Um, yeah. But if I were to to give my ideal scenario, it would be like a Cutlass Red would just be like an ambulance. You know, they've got EMT basics and a paramedic in there. They're not going to be um, pulling an arrow or a serrated knife out of your chest in the in the moving car. Um, they, they're not trained for that kind of thing. They're going to wait till they can get a surgeon on it whenever they get you to that endeavor or get you to that hospital. And, and then they'll be able to, you know, perform any kind of, I don't know if they're going to go that in depth where like you'll have to pull stuff out of people. I know that Chekhov wants blood and guts, um, but (laughs) I don't know if we'll do that, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, you all have to consider that we're we're 900 years in the future. So yes. What, what, I mean, if you kind of draw parallel to today's world, so it's easy to say that's an ambulance, you know, you shouldn't, you should just die. And not able to walk, and that's a hospital. But mm-hmm. you have to kind of think outside the box and say, "Well, that may not be the reality. We may be able to cure cancer in, in five seconds, right?" Uh, so, you know, you got to take everything in the right perspective, and uh, you know, to say, "Okay, what what's going to be possible?" I'll let your imagination run wild. But unfortunately, the the whole concept of immersion, we can only immerse ourselves in things that we touch, feel, and know today. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of the balancing act. And I also think it's a balancing act between a 
solo play versus an orc play, right? And, you know, I'm I'm sure CIG is always thinking of that. Yeah, it's easy to say, you know what? You're going to lay there until your orc member comes and helps you, which is great. But what if you're a solo player? Then there has to be a very healthy NPC uh, mechanic in play that an NPC can substitute an orc player. So, I mean, I think it's a great question, and I think that question goes way beyond just medical. It, it's, you know, it's how uh, everything works in this game and, and how it evolves and, 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 and how CAG really approaches things. Yeah. yeah. And and I would say, just uh, sort of jumping in, I get the sense based on some of the more recent things that they talked about, because when we had the death of a spaceman conversation, you know, what, not even a year ago, the revised one, it was still pretty true to what they initially said. Yeah. I would say the big thing that you can expect, at least m- my guess, would be that if it's something like, say it's a g- bullet wound or something like that, you can stabilize it and you could stop the bleeding, but it will only stop the bleeding for a certain amount of time and then you'll start bleeding again. You know, like especially if you're doing something strenuous or if you hurt your leg, you'll be able to walk still, but you'll be limping. Um, And in order to get rid of that limp, you're eventually going to have to go to an actual hospital or to an endeavor. Um, You know, and I think Apollo, I think I misspoke. I think the Apollo will allow a tier one bed um, to respawn. I think it depends. I, I think they said you can mix and match, but yeah. you'll only be able to allow like very few, if not like one or two tier I think one beds. Two, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that was years ago they did that, so it might change. But that's what they said. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll balance it too, because they may find, like, for instance, they may change their mind. Like, my sense was they they never confirmed or denied one way or or the other. But like the Carrick's a prime example where it's probably a tier two bed yeah and that will stabilize pretty much anything you'll probably be okay for the rest of your voyage but you could still die um and then you know you're gonna end up back somewhere they may change their mind with that because it's supposed to be deep space you know they may say all right let's make it tier one or maybe they'll have um maybe they won't be so cut and dry with their beds as tier one tier two tier three what do you what do you think, Sigurd? Uh, I mean, you guys have kind of covered the gamut. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do think that something like an exploration class ship, certainly like the Carrick, needs the ability to revive its characters beyond the level of normal recovery, right? Um, and I do think it's kind of a surgical bed there, as opposed to just a normal bed. It's also behind glass, even though they have two hospital beds or two beds in the hospital with the monitoring. <clears throat> I do think the Cutlass Red is more like a, you know, emergency uh, vehicle, right? Temporary it's your vehicle. ambulance for sure. Yeah, it's your ambulance or your recovery vehicle, right? And then um, certainly the full hospital treatment, you know, is the Endeavor, Um The Apollo, I think, will be um, capable of larger emergencies with more life saving, a more, let's say, a deeper ability to life save. But I think it'll still be pretty much triage, right? Yeah. Um, It'll it'll be, let's say, you lose a limb, right? You're not gonna. It's gonna be able to prevent you from dying from losing a limb. Uh, whereas maybe on the um, the Cutlass Red, it's a matter of we can't really take the limb off. We can't really um, heal the, heal you enough to work around without the limb. You're basically bedridden until we get you back, um, and you still may die. Yeah. So I think critical care in the in the um, uh, in the uh, Apollo. So, yeah. but, but if you guys remember Expense, one of our favorite shows, uh, they pretty much did everything on the go, right? They've never needed a hospital. 
Yeah. Well, also the amount of time that passes in that story is just phenomenal. So they could have just left it out, <laughs> but the, yeah, the fact that he just went through all that radiation and popped in the auto dock, and now he takes radiation pills and he's fine. It's yeah, they, they definitely rely a lot on that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I like that they keep bringing it back though. Like it, they always remember to have it there. So it's, yeah. they, they never forget, which is good. Um, I would also say like the med pen scenario. Yeah. The med pen's really just going to stabilize, you know, it's like, it's going to stop you from bleeding until you can get to a med bed, um, which will, you know, further heal you up. It's sort of like, you know, a cast or, a, or some sort of, um, tourniquet, um scenario i know it's not actually a tourniquet but you know it's like it's stifling things or or yeah whatever <laughs> whatever the word might be the tourniquet of the future exactly future <laughs> tourniquet healing beam <laughs> um and then our next question comes to us from boris the barterer and he says seeing as how there's been no official word on the two seat rock do you think it will come with a size one laser um, for mining prospector size rocks in caves? I will want to try to see if it's any good at spotting harvestables. Uh, I think, think he means, t- will it, mm. I don't know if he's asking if it will be used for mining prospector size rocks or if it's a separate thing. But anyway, he also says, I will want to try to see if it's any good at spotting harvestables until you can tune your scanner to find them. Um, mm. I think we pretty much know the answer to this based on what other people have been saying. I think it's the same size as a normal rock. Yeah, I think the speculation was that it wasn't going to be, but now we know that it is. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even see the speculation that it was going to be the same as the Prospector. Yeah, I I think it will still be rock mineables. I think it will too. Who knows if it'll have any other additional feature? We know the cargo capacity is more. Well, just just look at it though. You know, it's the same size as the one on the regular rock. Yeah, exactly. It it literally it almost if you didn't notice the seat there, you'd almost not even notice the difference. But the seat just sort of jumps out. Yeah, I just, it's a little silly. I just thought of something though. Maybe um, one of the key differences, and I don't know, we won't know until we see it up close, but a rock may not have any upgradable slots for its mining equipment, right? It can only use consumables, whereas the new one may give you that ability to provide some additional modules for your laser and the consumables. Mm, that, that would be a significant difference. Well, so far that we don't have any consumables for a rock. Oh, or, I thought we did. Or subcomponents, no. yeah. Are, you're thinking of a mole, perhaps? No, no, I was thinking of, of the oh. rock. Yeah, the rock doesn't have consumables. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that we'll, we'll only have the three minerals to mine in the rock. You know, I'm, I'm certain that they're going to put more stuff in, and hopefully consumables are one of those things they add in. I mean, they may even change the Rock DS just based on all this feedback people are providing. You know, like the fact that it probably, at least based on the reaction we're seeing now, I'd be surprised if it sold a lot. I could see them putting in a lot more mineable rocks and a lot yeah. more variation too. Like, because there's a, you can mine the rock mineables with a prospector, you just have to click it and get off of it real fast and yeah. keep it at that level. It's hard to do, but it's doable. Yeah. But you can't, you can't suck them up with the prospector, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens there. It is interesting because you could pick them up though. <laughs> yeah. By hand. It would be, it would just be cool to like come across a, a point, I don't know, massive point five seven rock and it's too big for a single rock to yeah. mine it. So maybe you get two rocks or three rocks in there, or you get a prospector to come help you out. It's just, I, I can see them changing the, the, cause there's such perfect rocks right now for just moles or just prospectors to mine or just rocks to mine, you know? 
yeah, it's a little too specific versus like coming into a scenario where it's like, ooh, I actually need to to call someone in or right. you know, whatever the case may be. Or I need to move on to the next rock. Exactly. Um, our last question comes via email, and it's actually the second question from iVind uh, last week. Um, we couldn't ask it because Chekhov wasn't here. Um, so this question's for Chekhov. Um, yes. I'm honored. Yes, and Ivind asks, is the character that Viggo Mortensen plays in the movie Eastern Promise Promises <laughs> based on you and your life before you retired and started playing Star Citizen full-time? <laughs> That's funny. Actually, one of my favorite movies. I know that movie very well, and he's a great actor. Uh, uh, f- uh f- fortunately, no. <laughs> I, I probably would not be playing Star Citizen. I'd probably be playing Cyberpunk or one of those Russian underground, you know, FPS shooters. But that is a good question and a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but just to be, um, sure, Chekhov does have. Um, tattoos all on his back, you know. He's yes, a real the, gangster like that. The the the, the Russian uh, what do they call them? the Russian prison tattoos? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the character Whiplash. Tattoo, yeah? <laughs> he does. He has a he has a, a butterfly. Yes, and and if you join the read org, you can actually find me in game, and I will be able to demonstrate. um um uh, okay (laughs) we're not trying to discourage people check off (laughs) hey listen this is all about immersion (laughs) um well that's it for all of our questions um everyone thanks so much for submitting your questions um, if you do want to ask a question for next week's episode, you can do so one of a multitude of ways. You can email us at readcastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle at readcastsc. Um, there's always the sort of voice message feature through Anchor. Um, you could also join our Readcast Discord where um, we have a question section. And last but not least, you could either text or leave a voicemail at our Google Voice number. That number is 646-783-8154. All those communication methods are also in the show notes. Um, Also, don't forget, as we always hype up, if you are looking for a org that's casual, but, you know, serious casual, I guess I'd say, you know, we we do a lot of events um, in Reed and we we have a lot of of fun while still being law-abiding, respectful, all that fun stuff. So take a look at us. Um, Reed stands for research and engineering through exploration and discovery. Um, we also have several content creators uh, within our org. So if you're looking for video content creators to take a look at, uh, take a look at Earth, spelled O Earth. Um, he has a really great, he's been creating great YouTube series, series. <laughs> Um, he's actually taken a little bit of a break from creating star citizen content, but you can find some really great content on his channel. And then much like the music that you're hearing this is ep- in this episode, um, Admiral Cody and Calibri also have a full, uh, soundtrack inspired by star citizen and the read organization. You can find that, um, in the show notes as well. Some really great music. Uh, so that wraps up another episode of recast, uh, Zake, Thank you so much for joining us this week. It was great having you on the show. Thanks, thanks for having Thank me. Thank you, Zach. It was great. I, I would like to have one alibi before we, I try something a little different this week before we end. Sure. So thanks, people, Sigar. It's so early, people, too. People send us questions. Let's send some questions and see if we can get responses back. Oh, I love that, Seagard. Ask away. Okay. So my... my um, Let's say first question. Um, is anyone out there using the reclaimer for on a regular basis? And if you are using it, what are you using it for? Uh, 
clearly it's one of my favorite ships and I think it's a challenge to fly. So I'd love to hear what your adventures have been in that. Um, another one would be the Starfarer, same thing. Uh, you know, Starfarer is a great ship. So uh, any of the activities. And then the third, uh, this, the, the third question I guess here would be, um, is there anyone out there experiencing um, over basically um, overnight or over multiple day crew play on any of their ships where everyone gets on the ship, you go out to do something, you all log out at the same time and log back in at, a, at another time um, during the week or the next day to finish up or to keep going. And if you have been doing this, what's the longest number of days you've gone doing this? It's a very specific question, Sigar. <laughs> yeah. I just made a, I just pulled off time. my head, but I think it's interesting to know, right? I think because I think that's all something we I think we all want to strive for that. At least I know I do. Certain I, I represent yeah. everybody, so yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, Sigar. The listening community typically, when you ask for something, they expect the giveaways. They want the ships, you know. We'll just oh. give you checkoff ships. Yeah, there you go. No problem. <laughs> you can have any of them. If you can figure out a way how to transfer them in the game, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. Um, well, that actually wraps up another episode of Readcast this week. Um, thank you so much, fellow citizens for joining us on our journey this week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.